verse 9. If you got it, say amen. All right, do I need to wait a little bit longer? 1 Peter chapter 2. I'm going to tell you something. <clears throat> I can tell we lost, well, let me rephrase that. I can tell most of us lost an hour of sleep last night. Not all of us missed it, Brother Wayne. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, having a good time with him today. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 2, very familiar passage of Scripture. We're going to read it in the KJV and then in the New King James Version as well. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy, <coughs> excuse me, unholy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in times past were not a people, but are now a people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but have now, or now have obtained mercy. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Listen to this. His own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light who once were not a people but are now listen the people of God who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy so again I want to bring out a few uh, a few key things that we're going to pull from this this passage here today. The Bible says here in the New King James Version that you are His own special people. And then the last part of that verse, uh, it says, who once were not a people, but are now, very important, the people of God. The people of God. Today I want to preach on the priority of of the church, putting a priority on power, presence, and possession of God. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We're grateful for all that you've done for us. Thank you for bringing everyone here this morning, keeping us safe. We pray, God, that you would be in this sermon. Lord, we need you. God, we're counting on you. We're leaning on you. And God, we pray, Lord, you never have failed us. Don't fail us here today. Take over this sermon. Take over this service. God, we pray in a few moments you'd meet us at this altar. Challenge us, Lord, as, as we prepare our hearts for this altar. Lord, not to just hear what's going on. Not, but Lord, first of all, to hear. Not to be distracted, but focus in on this time that we've given to you. And God, we pray that you would help each of us that are here, God, to focus in and hear. But also, Lord, not to just hear, but to heed your words. God, for us to apply your words to our hearts and lives here today. We love you so much. Thank you, Lord, for who you are and what you've done. And the church said, Amen. You can be seated if you'd like. So, the priority of the church. I believe that the church needs to be more than just a name. I believe that the church has a purpose. And I believe that there are some priorities in this body that we need to have. And I, that's what we're going to talk about here today. We need church. Amen. Is it possible to be a Christian without church? Yes, it is possible. It is something like being a student who will not go to school, a soldier who will not join the army, 
a citizen who does not pay taxes or vote, a salesman with no customers, an explorer with no base camp, a seaman without or on a ship without a crew, a businessman on a de- deserted island, an author without readers. I love this one. A tuba player without an orchestra. <laughs> a parent without a family. A football player without a team. A politician with, uh, who is a hermit. <laughs> a scientist who does not share his findings. A bee without a hive. Is it possible to be a Christian without church? Yeah, just about like what we just read here today. What is the perfect church? I think that I shall never see a church that's all it ought to be. A church whose members never stray beyond the straight and narrow way. A church that has no empty pews, whose pastor never has the blues. A church whose deacons always deek, and none is proud and all are meek. Whose gossips never peddle lies or make complaints or criticize. Where all are always sweet and kind and all to others' faults are blind. Such perfect churches there may, there may be, but none of them are known to me. But still we'll work and pray and plan to make our own the best we can. Amen. Hallelujah. Is there a perfect church? No. But should we settle? No. We should strive to be the best that we can. Can you say amen? There is a a, a purpose for the church. And I believe if we're not careful, we will allow the priority to be put on things that the priority should not be put on. I believe that we sometimes get so involved in some of these things that we're going to be talking about here today that we lose the purpose uh, of the church and we lose the priority of the church. And so today I'd like to talk about three things and we're going to start out with point number one, the church, the priority of the church is to put power over program. To put power over program. Ephesians 1, 19 through 21 says, And what is the exceeding greatness of the power to usward who believe? According to the working of His, listen, mighty power. Not His mighty program, but His mighty power, which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and set Him on on His right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. I want you to understand here today that the priority of the church is to recognize the power of Christ. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 10 verse 27 says, And Jesus looking upon them said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are Possible, but Jesus beheld them. Another verse, and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things 
are possible. I can tell you here today that we can have a 12-step program and never make an impact on a person. Hallelujah. We can bring them through the different programs that we can offer in our churches. We can have a program uh, uh, for the, the elders and a program for the younger. We can have a program for the ladies and we can have a program for the men. You're going to help me preach here this morning. We can have a program for this thing and for that thing. But I can tell you here today that there are certain things that we can never do with a program. Hallelujah. What's it going to take, church? It's going to take more than a program for us to be able to see our community changed, our families make it. I'm going to tell you here today, we need to put a priority above a program and put a priority on the power of God. Hallelujah. Genesis 18, 14 says, Is it is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. Sarah shall have a son. In this point, we see a woman who was not capable of having children. There was not a program that she could get into that would help her be able to have a son. Hallelujah. But can I tell you here today that she could count on the power of God and he can bring it to pass. What's your problem here today? We may have a program that can help you, but I can tell you here today, we better have the power of God in our church that can take us above what we can bring to the table. Hallelujah. Power over program. Psalms uh, 93.1 says, The Lord reigneth. He uh, is clothed with majesty. didn't say that our program was clothed with majesty. It said that he is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith he hath girded himself. The world also established that it cannot be moved. I want you to understand here today, there are things that we can bring to the table, but all power is given unto him in heaven and in earth. Hallelujah. I want you to understand that with man thinks. There are certain things that we may be able to have the resources for. But with God, nothing is impossible. 2 Corinthians verse four, uh, chapter 4, verse 7 says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Somebody shout amen this morning. It's not going to be what we can do for you in this church, but it's going to be what God can do for you. We better put a priority on the power of God and not just on the program of man. All the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Hallelujah. It's the power of God. The power of God. I will not trade the power of God with the program of man. So how do we intertwine this? Because I'm the first one to let you know that I love programs. Absolutely love them. You guys knew that in February, didn't you? Way too many programs in February, right? The key of success, listen to this, I want you to get this, is to get the power, not to do away with a program, but to figure out how to get the power in the program. Hallelujah. 
That's the key right there. How do we get the power in the, the power in the worship, the power in the special songs, the power in the special programs, the power in the sermons, the power in the youth events, the power in the joy events, the power in all of these things. How are we going to be able to see the impossible done? I'll tell you how we're going to be able to see it done. Not doing away with the program and saying, oh, it's all about the power of God. It's okay to have the program and the program might get them here but what are we going to do with them when they show up God help us to have the power of God in our program so that way when they come in and they say can somebody deliver me from alcohol can somebody deliver me from drugs is there somebody who can put my marriage back together again we may say I can't I don't have the answer for you I can't do it but I can show you and I can take you to somebody who can I'm telling you, church, we have to have a priority on the power of God working in our services and in our programs. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's not about doing away with a program. It's about making sure that every program points to Him. Hallelujah. 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 It's about making sure that everything points to to him hallelujah oh god help us never get to that point to where we're just doing things and it's routine and we're 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 trying to teach people to christ and we're trying to oh god help us to realize that that takes a drawing from the holy spirit god help us never to get to that place where we're not tapping into the power of god in every program that we have an american with an english gentleman was viewing the Niagara Falls Whirlpool Rapids he, when he said to his friend, Come, and I'll show you the greatest unused power in the world. Taking him to the foot of the Niagara Falls, there, he said, is the greatest power, unused power in the world. Oh, no, my brother, not so, was the reply. The greatest unused power in the world is the Holy Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah greatest unused power in the world I'm going to tell you we got to put a priority on the power of God so point number one was power over program point number two is presence over position presence over position nothing in or of this world measures up to the simple pleasure of experiencing the presence of God A.W. Tozer said did you hear what I just said? Are you with me here more this morning? Nothing in or of this world measures up to the simple pleasure of experiencing the presence of God. You talk about people with position, you can take a look at their lives and their position, their lives. I can tell you here today that there was in every situation in the Bible that I can think of, in every situation I always see uh, a, 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 a time before that person received the position that they come into contact with the presence of God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We see Moses as he, uh, before he ever became the leader, oh, he had to find God. Hallelujah. In a burning bush. Somebody say amen here this morning. Come on. Hallelujah. What about, what about uh, uh, Paul, greatest uh, missionary uh, 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 from, from what I can see of the Bible? Hallelujah. 
So what do we see of Paul? We see him on the way to Damascus, hallelujah, coming in contact with Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you here today that if all you're doing is seeking a position, you will. if you do receive the position, it won't last. You see, it takes the presence of God to get you into a position to be used. God help us not to be a type of person that's just looking to be noticed. Oh, God help us not to be a type of person that's seeking or to be noticed or seeking to have this position or to have that position. You know the way that I teach. Every position that you're in just brings you to another level of servanthood. Every leadership position that you're in just opens you up more to serve. Hallelujah. God help us not to be seeking a position, but God help us to come to the realization that we don't need to be praying for a position and think that you or we will obtain enough of God when we arrive but let us get to a place in God where we will have enough of him to fulfill any position that God wants to place us in what are you telling me stop searching and seeking for a position and start searching and seeking for the presence of an almighty God it's not about position it's about presence hallelujah Moses had the position, but Moses desired the presence more than position when he looked to God and he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Seeing God face to face, talk to him as a friend. And then the very next, beginning of the very next chapter, he says, show me thy glory. Hallelujah. That's somebody who desired the presence of God. Hallelujah. That's somebody who desired it. I'm going to tell you something. You want to get up behind this pulpit and preach a good sermon? You want to get up and sing a good song? You want to be anointed with everything that you do? Oh, hallelujah. You want to be anointed when you stand and testify? Oh, hallelujah. I can tell you how to do it. Get in contact with Jesus. Hallelujah. Find the presence of God. Be led by His Spirit. Hallelujah. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm telling you that there needs to come a point in every one of our lives where it's saying, God, if it's cleaning the bathrooms, as long as I'm in your presence, God help us to have that kind of humility. It doesn't matter what position that I'm in, as long as I have your presence, that's what matters most. I can tell you, I can be, I can be in the highest authority, and if I don't have him, I don't have nothing. Hallelujah. Don't think that God's going to place you in a position if you haven't found his presence yet. Hallelujah. I said don't think that, he, that, that God's going to give you a position if you haven't given him your undivided attention. Hallelujah. God help us to make that commitment to be in the presence of an almighty God. Hallelujah. Presence over position. Mike Murdoch said the price of God's presence. Are you ready? is time. The price of God's presence is time. Hallelujah. Our greatest commodity. Amen. When you give God your time, you're giving Him the best thing you could ever give Him. 
So, the priority of the church is power over program, presence over position, and then possession over provision. Possession over provision. The church possessing our God. 2 Timothy 3.5 says that we can have the form of godliness but deny the power thereof. And did you know what the end of that verse says? The end of that verse says, from such turn away. Think about that. The form of godliness but denying the power thereof. 2 Timothy 3.5 says, For although they hold a form, this is the amplified version, the form of true religion, they deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it. Their conduct believes, or uh, 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 what is that, bellies. What is it? Belies. The genuineness of their profession. Listen, avoid all such people. Turn away from them. So it says that there are people who can have a form of true religion and have true religion. They deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it. God help us. God help us. Deny the power of it. When's the last time that you experienced the power of God? You see, it's a church trying to possess God. But what really needs to happen is instead of the church possessing our God, our God possessing our church. Did you hear what I, did you get that? Instead of you trying to possess God, how about let's flip that around and allow God to possess you. 1 Peter 2 and 9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, going back to our original text, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You're a peculiar people. God has chosen you. It's one thing to possess God, the knowledge, the religion, the whatever. It's another thing altogether to be possessed by God. Too many Christians have the knowledge or have knowledge and we know much about demon possession and too little about God possession. It's what Clendenin said. Too little about God possession. What has you? Think about that question. What has you? What is possessing your time? What is possessing your schedule? What has you? I love this little poem by Owen W. Glassburn called My Church. A room of quiet 
a temple of peace, a home of faith where doubting cease, doubting cease, a house of comfort where hope is given, a source of strength to help us to heaven, a place of worship, a place to pray. I found all this in my church today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are you telling us, Brother Jared? I'm telling you, we need to make sure that we're putting the priorities, our priorities as a church body, on the right things. It's not about having the best program, guys. I love programs. I think it's important that we do have a good program. But it's not about having the best program. But it's about possessing the power of God. Being in the presence of God. If we can come into this church and we can sit through the service and not feel the presence of God, why are we here? God help us. It's not about coming in and wanting a position, wanting to sing. And I know it's, it's, it, we do want to be used of God. I'm going to tell you where you're effective. You're going to be effective in being used of God when you can find His presence before you find the position. Hallelujah. I know everybody's tired this morning. We lost a, an hour of sleep. But I want you to just think a little bit about what I'm saying here today. All right? Where's your priority when it comes to the church? Power over program, presence over position, possession over provision. Let's stand here today. Somebody come to the piano. Hallelujah. Body of Christ. The church. I know it goes a lot further than our four walls. It goes into our everyday lives. It's not just a Sunday and a Thursday night. But it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. How about it today? Where's your priorities? Where's your priorities? What have you been seeking after? Oh, God, help us here today not to get stuck in a, in, in a view of our job and our to have the best program, to have the highest position, to have the most money or to have the most... God, help us to put a priority on the power of God, the presence of God, and the possession of God. You know, I would love if every one of us here could walk away from this, this place here today saying, you know what? I'm God-possessed. I'm God-possessed. That means 
Sister White, that he can take me and move me wherever he wants on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it doesn't matter. God can move me wherever he wants me to be. I'm possessed by God. Hallelujah. You know, it's in those moments that we're used of God, even in a church service, to where we're obedient to him. Amen. We're obedient. We step out. We do what Brother Nathan did here uh, a little while back whenever he stepped out and he began with his, with his wife to walk around this place and the Spirit of the Lord come down and he, what is that, man? That's just being possessed of God. Hallelujah. Willing to do whatever it takes. Hallelujah. Got news for us here today, church. It's not about us. There's something greater than just what we want. Heavenly Father, we love you, God. We're so grateful for our church family here today. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to put a prior, our priorities in our church, Lord, where they need to be. God, help us, Lord, to seek after you. To seek you first, God, your presence. All these other things will be added, Lord. Help us, Lord, to, to put you first. You said that, all, that, that Lord, if, that, if we, that, that if we put you up, God, that, that everything, Lord, would, would come to you. Hallelujah. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us, Lord, to be possessed in such a way by you, God, that we can walk in you and we can live in you. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, speak to Lighthouse's heart here today. God, help us today, Lord check our lives and make sure, Lord, that we're putting a priority in this church on the things that we need to put a priority on. Let's just come and have a season of prayer around the altars and just pray that God would help us to see His power, to feel His presence, and to be possessed by Him. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.